We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heapy Podcast. I'm your host, Carlo Navas. And with me today, Saucy Takes, co-host of 3 Gaming. What's up, Coach Lou? Oh, man. Fighting through some sickness, but I, I had to text you like, yo, man, you got to get me on the defense show. This is what I've, this is, my whole life has led me to We've this moment. We've been living for it, dog. We're <laughs> exactly. Also on the show, joining us, alumni, uh, credentialed member of the media, holding people accountable, Troppy Baby, five on the floor zone, professional screw-up, Alex Toledo. What's going on? Happy to be back, man. How we feeling, Alex? How we feeling? Did you go? I'm really glad you guys did the offense show, by the way, because I, I'm I'm definitely much more prepared for the defense show, so I'm, I'm glad it, it played out that way. And you know, that's, that's what the Heat are about. The Heat are yeah. about defense. Jimmy talked a lot of shit today and yesterday uh were you at any of those scrums i wasn't there today i was there yesterday and i was not able to see jimmy speak because he didn't speak yesterday i was gonna ask how the <laughs> ankle, I, I was gonna ask how the ankle was yeah christian asked in, in a chat too i'm like i didn't get to see his ankle but i mean we saw how it looked after that uh last win versus the knicks so i wouldn't be surprised if it's you know better than that but <laughs> not a uh, not too much better like real, it's been a couple real, days real insightful Damn. I mean, I, t- I told you what I got, man. I wasn't able to see Jimmy Butler's ankle. Alex, as a, hooper, as a hooper, former. What, where do you where do you put the ankle as a hooper? Uh, as a former hooper, because of an ankle injury that I'm still de- that I'm still dealing with, like it's really that's just you know, that's what me in common. That, that, that's what me and Jimmy Butler have, have you in talked common. Talk to Jimmy about this. Be like, damn, you know, Jimmy, you know, I I used to no. back in my day. I'm not trying to get clowned. <laughs> You know, everything you do as a media member is to not be the guy getting clowned on social media and going viral. So you don't want to be the main character. Exactly. That's that's what I'm trying to avoid. How many people in the media could you beat in a one on one basketball game if you were healthy? Why are you asking me these questions, man? Is it can Brady beat you? Ooh. well, I'm going to say the last time the last time me and Brady played one on one was on the heat practice court on media day. 
and he did win. It was a close game, but he he won. I'm not so, going to sit up here and lie. Brady is a hooper. Brady's a hooper. Um, I will say I've been dealing with this ankle injury for a year and a half, so that's just going to give you some information there. Mm-hmm. But no, 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 reality. no, it's good to know. No, it's a, listen. I, I just wanted an insider's take on Jimmy's ankle. You know, hooper, hoopers only talk. Stop it, stop it. Um, I'm not a real hooper. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a park hooper. Yeah, as you guys were talking about, highly a hoop, hoop, hoop parks <laughs> yeah. before the show started. Me and Lou were connecting on highly of parks. <laughs> bad For sure. All that shit. He, was, he was about to tell me a crazy story before you interrupted to ah, start listen. the show. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get a post show. Uh, I will say something. Uh, Jimmy has been posting pictures on Instagram uh, showing his ankle, except for the last week. Th- those have been absent. You know, mm-hmm. after 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 game six, he, he just stopped posting pictures of his ankle. He used to just show his kicks and, and disguise it as showing his ankle to scare opponents. And then now – uh, there's no, there's no such thing. He hooped at UM the other day. Uh, there was no, nothing below the knee. So, we're reporting live here, uh, seeing, seeing if anything changes. So, gentlemen, today we're gonna talk about defense. Yesterday, Siobhan, Tiff, happy birthday, Tiffany Meeks. It's her birthday. She has a day off today. Uh, you know, big happy birthday. To late, you know, happy birthday to Reality Check Master Tiffany Meeks. We talked about offense. Now we're gonna talk about defense. How. How Miami's going to defend Boston and what Boston wants to do on offense. Gentlemen, let's start with the most important thing. How are they going to defend Jason Tatum? Now, the film, I watched a lot of film today. It was pretty useless because Deadman played a lot and Tyler Hero yeah. played a lot. And uh, those guys aren't here anymore. And uh, <laughs> a lot of things have changed. Caleb Martin used to start all that stuff. Alex, I'll start with you, man. Who starts on Jason Tatum because... Boston, you know, today Missoula said we're starting the two bigs. So Rob Williams and Al Horford are in the starting lineup along with Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown, which leaves Derek White to come off the bench, which is, A, not good for Miami because Derek White is kind of Jimmy Butler's favorite target, and, B, the second big kind of creates some problems for Miami on offense. But on defense, kind of complicate. I, I don't know if it simplifies or complicates the matchups, Alex. What do you got? on how they're going to defend Jason Tatum off the tip. I don't think there's anything simple about the matchups. Like we kind of went through some of these on five on the floor the last couple of times. And there's no, I don't think we came to a consensus about what the matchups are going to look like, even though these teams have played each other two other times in the conference final, excuse me. And it's really just because of what you were saying, like the, the personnel has switched a bit, even if the cores are similar, like, you, you know, you already went through Tyler and Deadman and that, how that takes away from this season's matchups. You can go to last season's, Eastern Conference Finals, like P.J. Tucker and Victor Oladipo were a big part of that. And Kyle Lowry was playing, you know, with one leg. Uh, Max Struess got banged up through the end of the series. I think, like, the, and, oh, and the other thing is Caleb wasn't really a big part of that at all and got benched in Game 7. I think he was kind of an inconsistent part of the rotation at that point. And now he's he's a mainstay. There's no doubt about it. He's going to be a big part of the series. And I think he, you know – he's going to be a big part of whether or not they can actually win because as some of the numbers we're showing today on Twitter, like he hasn't done necessarily a great job on guarding, I mean, guarding their, their best players. Shout out to you, Lou. But um, yeah. like, I think really this team has to go back to the blueprint uh, for what they did all season. And that's winning in the margins, winning the possession battle and just being sharp with everything, having a, you know, attention to detail. And all of that is to say, I don't know who's going to guard Jim, uh, Jason Tatum. <laughs> I think I'm with Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I'll say Jimmy Butler, but I don't know that that's going to be the case is what I'm saying. Like Jimmy is the best option, but I know that they'd rather have him as a roamer. I don't know if you can do that. Um, You know, we've seen him on Jalen Brown before. I absolutely would not be surprised if that's the case. I wouldn't be surprised if Gabe is guarding Jalen Brown. That was what I was going to say. Yeah. 
Yeah, like we saw that last season too. I, I think. And during the regular season, now Gabe didn't start a lot of those games, but when Jalen and him shared the floor, Gabe did defend him a lot. And Gabe's a Gabe makes sense because Jalen has a bit of a shaky handle, and kind of the way that Gabe harasses guys, you know, even on the entry and on the ball, I, I think it makes sense. Yeah, I, I like the idea, and I think it makes some sense, too, if you're going to send kind of early help when he starts making his move because the one thing we saw kind of Jalen get to almost every time, it feels like when he had Gabe on him last time, was that pull-up shot. He could just he knows that it's going to be hard, but once he gets to that spot, he can rise up and shoot right over Gabe Vincent, and he might draw a foul, or otherwise he's going to get a pretty good look. I think Gabe is going to do a good job. Like He's, he's always in a fight. He's going to get up into guys for sure. It's still a little bit of a mismatch, but I get it if they, if they go over that route. Now, if you say for Jason Tatum, you want to um, assign somebody like Max onto him because, you know, he offers um, obviously a lot more size than Gabe Vincent. And you want to have Jimmy. Yeah, you want to have Jimmy as a roamer. I get that, too. I just think if you're doing that, you got to be so on point with the early the early help or the double or whatever that they're, they're going to do. I'm sure they're going to mix up a lot of the looks that they send. If Jimmy is not on Tatum, they're going to be doing all types of things. And I just think it's going to require a certain attention to detail. Um, I'm not sure who starts out on Tatum. I think that's kind of the biggest question right now because I, to me, Jimmy is obviously the best option, but as you know, we've talked about, they'd rather have Jimmy as the roamer. So I, I don't know where they're going to start with right now. Lou, let's reverse engineer this unless you had something for us at the top. No, 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 go ahead. Go so, ahead. Shit. I don't know either. So, <laughs> so Gabe, do you agree with Gabe on Jalen Brown? Or do you think they go a different direction? Because I think if they choose to go that way, I think the matchups make a little bit more sense because you can do Jimmy on smart, which makes Jimmy kind of available to help to kind of, you know, Marcus, you could, he could switch pick and roll. So he can guard Tatum. If, if they opt to do that, he can, he can play off of him. So if, if Marcus not really a corner guy, he'll kind of orchestrates offense. So he'll be at the wing. That's easy for Jimmy mm -hmm. to kind of pinch in at the nail where he's comfortable. Yep. Um, so if you have Jimmy on smart and you have Gabe on Jalen Brown, that leaves Max, Love, and Bam. You could put Bam on Rob Williams or Horford, whoever you feel is going to be more of a screener. You could put Kevin Love on the other, and then you could put Max on Tatum. And I actually think that works because at the end of the day, Miami's going to crowd the paint. If they run a pick and roll with Bam and Max, that's an easy switch for Miami and whatever. If Max is on Horford or, or Rob Williams, who, who gives a fuck? And if they screen with the with Kevin Love's man, well, now Bam's a helper and Jimmy's a helper. So now you can send a lot of help at Tatum so Max isn't by himself on an island. And, and that just makes sense to me. So, so the Celtics are a team that notoriously likes to – or not notoriously, but they struggle with ball movement at times. So I'm very curious – if the Heat just go out there and say, bam, that's your guy. And let uh, Kevin Love deal with Robert Williams and just Strews, put Strews on somebody like Horford, similarly to what they did against uh, Milwaukee when they put and bam on And what they did Giannis. against Philly in the regular season, too. They would do, they, they'd kind of put Max on a big a lot. Yeah, and I, I don't know if necessarily that's the way to go, but it, that's the thing. The Heat have so many, um, I want to say like, answers but at the same time questions like there's so many x factors in this series that we don't have an answer for and i think game one will not dictate the whole series obviously but game one will give you answers to some of these questions that you're asking right now because I, I think it's it's foolish for me to sit up here and be like yeah, i know exactly what they're gonna do i, I think um to alex's point uh 
I think Jimmy's probably the best answer to Tatum to start off on Tatum, even though I, I, I did say Bam's probably the guy who I think they, they might go out there with first. But um, looking back at the Knicks series, uh, the main ball handler was Jalen Brunson. And what was the Heat's answer? The first person they put on him was Jimmy Butler. We, you know, we were, we were talking about, you know, Jimmy helping and, and this and that. But ultimately, it was, you know, that's how they started. I can see them doing the same. But I... I, I do want Gabe – I don't know how to phrase this. I want Gabe to guard whoever's bringing the ball up. I want him to get his steps in, like you say, G. I, I need him pressing whoever he's pressing. Um, I, I do think him on smart doesn't make too much sense. He struggled with smart. I think Marcus is a little big too and big. physical. And I think yeah, the exactly. physicality is the important part. Yeah, so, so the Heat basically – they might just they might start off in zone. I'm gonna be no, very I, honest. I hope not. And and Cooper Moorhead wrote a piece today. Yeah. Where he talked about how Miami just got shredded in the zone. I didn't like so they played some zone with like when Bam and, and Jimmy were off the floor in the regular season. So it'd be like Deadbin, Highsmith, mm-hmm. Struce, uh, Hero, and and then Caleb. I wasn't mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan of that. Shout out to Nikias in chat. Nikias, we're talking about matchups right now. Kind of where where Miami matches oh, up with everybody. I'm I'm of the opinion that you kind of put Jimmy on smart to make him a helper. You put yeah. Max on Jason Tatum, who hasn't done the worst job in the world. That way, you know you can switch any pick and roll with a big with with, with Bam in the action. If not, you kind of hedge love. Let let Max recover. Send help with Bam and Jimmy, who are both going to be in help spots. And you kind of go from there with with Gabe on on Jalen. I'm curious if Miami ever goes Caleb Martin in the starting lineup, and I think mm. that's going to depend on how Boston, how much Kevin Love can hit shots and survive on the floor. I think that's going to be another thing if he's going to have a quick hook or not. Because I mean, Boston has the capabilities of just putting Love in an empty corner and then running him in pick and roll over and over again. Uh, kind of attacking him that way, and that worries me a bit. He's obviously the the softest spot. He and Max. I mean, you could put he and Max in pick and roll, and that help has to come, you know, from the weak side or whatever. Alex, that's the one thing that concerns me defensively, kind of with the starting unit that might force their hand to kind of quick hook and play Caleb more. Where do you, where do you stand on that? Because that that's one of the that's one of the puzzle pieces Miami's defense is gonna have to solve. I think we're going to see that play out throughout the series. It's an, I know it's an obvious thing to say, but like I, I think it really depends on how they treat it, the Celtics. I think, you know, if they're going to start off with Rob matched on to Kevin Love and they're going to try to do something like they did last season, I think Love is going to be able to make him pay. Uh, if they don't do that, he's going to have to find his looks elsewhere. And I think it's going to come with, for example, if, if they're going to drop like they did versus the Heat in the, the last conference finals, now that we know that they're playing this double big lineup, I think he's going to be able to find his spots as a pick and pop guy, like he did mm-hmm. versus Milwaukee. Pop and go. Um, yeah, he he's. I mean, I keep forgetting like mention that stuff, but man, he's been so good with some of these like random off the catch stuff. Yeah, uh, like these like mini drives he's been doing where he's not really driving all the way to the rim, but he's just kind of getting the ball, playing off the catch, collapsing, passing it to the next guy. I think the early offense stuff too, Alex. Like when he gets a ball yeah, they got to continue that for sure. Yeah, and, and you get like Jimmy to flash in the middle of the floor and Lana Love gives it to him, and then Jimmy has a big kind of in drop or whatever, I, I think that that's, like, super successful for them as well. And if the Celtics are going to be, like, switching off-ball screens, they could throw Love into actions, try to see if they can get, you know, that's another way 
to take advantage of some of their smaller guys in theory. Not that we see the the, the Heat do a lot of that, but if the Celtics are going to be switching, like you have to find different solutions like Spo always talks about to kind of take advantage of what they're doing and find find holes in their defense. I think if you can if you can um get a smaller guy switched on to to love and an action off ball or however you do it, um, you know, take advantage of that. You don't even, he does, you don't have to like set him up with a post action or anything like that. It's just kind of like if it happens the third or you fourth cut, option on you, a play. Yeah. Yeah, if you cut, I, I mean, if it's off a screen and, and you're kind of, you have the small guy switched on you, you cut to the paint, you try to collapse, you try to see if you can send, if they're going to send to, if they see the mismatch. If not, you got to go and play mouse in the house offense. Like, I think there's funny yeah. ways for Kevin, not funny, but like good ways for Kevin Love to get involved here um, if he makes himself available in that way. You know, just, but as far as the defense, I think, you know, there's going to be, We've seen more drop with him, and we've seen the show and recover, of course. We saw that for most of the time that he was here during the season. I'm going to see – I'm interested to see, like, how much they they mix that up, right, the drop versus the show and recover in this series specifically. I think, um, you know, if you're going to if you're gonna do the drop, they're obviously going to send a ton of help elsewhere. Um, and he's kind of not been terrible at it. He's going to be the guy who gets picked on the most, like you said, and I just think it's going to be kind of – this is – this is the theme, right, with their whole defense is like you have to be sharp with the rotations because your whole thing is trying to force them into turnovers. And as Coop mentioned, um, in last year's losses, the Celtics losses, they had 19 turnovers and their wins. It was like 12. So I think, you know, you're going to try to win that battleground and you're going to do it. Maybe like what you said with Jimmy and Bam as roamers uh, with their help defense and trying to play the passing lanes and everything they do to force the, the other team into turnovers. We could also see it with the amount of help they're sending. I mean, we will see it. I just think like everything is going to come down to that because that's kind of what their entire defensive scheme is about. Whether we're talking about the zone, whether we're talking about the switch, the drop, showing and recovering, all of these things, it all comes back to, you know, walling off the paint. And, you know, somebody's going to be open. You got to be sharp on the rotation, sharp on the closeout. And they kind of talked about that today. Um, and really, you're going to have to play perfect basketball. And I think Jimmy said that too, actually. Yeah, I think the word I would use to describe um, the like the Heat's best chance to winning the series is the word intentional. They have to be intentional with everything they do. They have to be precise, like you said, because um, like so many things that Boston is Boston has a lot of adjustments for the Heat too. Like this isn't you know this is the toughest matchup I think they've played up until this point schematically and just from like a, a team standpoint, like the way their team is their roster is built. So a lot of I, I do expect I want love to to do some more um, showing and recovering because I do think in drop I don't unless he's guarding Horford if he's guarding Horford then you know just he did drop he did and, it, and, and he recover did it in the Milwaukee series I mean when when they were trying to run like Middleton and, and Portis or Middleton yeah. and and Lopez pick and roll like they 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 made they made a point to to kind of keep him alive yeah and that's why I'm I'm genuinely curious. Very curious because I know you also mentioned Caleb and I actually, um, some people thought I I, wanna, I was a little harsh on Caleb. I, I'm just stating the facts, man. I'm, sometimes I'm just a messenger. Uh, Caleb has frankly sucked against Boston this year. Like it's just literally that simple. Do I love Caleb Martin? Yes, I do think he's better than these numbers state, but these numbers are a four game sample size of him just getting continuously picked on, whether it's by Tatum or by uh, Jalen Brown, and he has to step that up if the Heat have any chance of winning this Those, series. But you know what, Lou? The thing with Caleb is, A, he's coming off the bench, so I think he's going to spend mm -hmm. a lot of time on, like, Malcolm Brogdon, 
who yes, is that's who I want him on. One of exactly their better pick and roll penetrators. And again, it's going to be the same stuff. Low man send help. It'll be Lowry as the low man kind of rotating over with strips and stuff, which actually the way the bench is structured, it actually works out for the heat. Cause I think you want those matchups on that. You could put Lowry on Dirk white. It just makes sense. You know, personally, I want Lowry on, on Jalen Brown. So I have that idea. Huh? So yeah, I like that too. And I think they'll close with that. Yeah. Although, Sometimes like like so for example like Lowry on Middleton was like what Miami had been doing last season mm-hmm. and it was really good. And this season he got kind of cooked by by those guys. He got cooked by by Brunson a ton as well. I like him as a help man better and I'm not sure I like Gabe a little bit more cuz Gabe's a little bit more aggressive on the ball right now and he's he's a bit better at the point of attack than Lowry is, but as a helper, I I think that's where Lowry's really excelled. So I think you might want him. They'll, he'll spend some time on Jalen, but I think, and I think yeah. to close he might as well. But I do think when he comes over to help, that's when he's most dangerous for his stripping. It also puts him in better offensive rebound positions as well. Um, kind of sneak in and, and create. You know, funny, Lou, you said intentional, but I think Lowry adds that element of randomness because he does do like the most random shit at times. So it's kind of the chaos that he creates. Yes, no, absolutely, and and he's he's going to be crucial. The my whole take on him guarding Jalen Brown is because. Jalen Brown is, or last year, um, from what I remember correctly, if every time he was driving against the Heat, it was either a turnover or it was a buck. Like he if he got the shot, the up, most sure handle. Yeah, not the most most sure handle. He kills him I, as a shooter, though. He he gets yeah. it, he 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 leaks out into the best positions, and he knows where Miami helps from. So that's really where he's most dangerous. Yeah, and I just want, I think this is the best matchup for Lowry, just personally, in terms of putting a body in the way for Jalen Brown. That's not Jimmy Butler or obviously Bam Adebayo from getting to the rim or somebody I'll get to later, which is uh Highsmith. That's, that's my guy. This series, man. I think he's, we're, we're going to get to him in a second. Um, it's that's, that's, season. You guys, it's think play, you guys season. think I'm not, not to veer too. You, we'll, we'll get into him in a second. Let's finish on the Lowry thought. And uh... no, yeah, absolutely. Just Lowry again, being somebody who can get in the way. He's very good with his hands. His stripping ability is very good. Like you stated, Jalen Brown is not the most sure-handed guy. I'd rather see Caleb on a player who tries to use his quicks more than his strength because uh, I just just a little just a little a little nugget of information. Um, Caleb Martin against Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum this year, uh, 19 for 25, 76 percent they shot against him. That is Lord. absolutely horrible. Yikes! Like you have to be better. And Brown specifically torched them, 78 percent. On just three games, he scored 25 points. That's actually wild because I would have figured that that would have been a more comfortable. I, I couldn't understand Tatum just overpowering him. Yeah, and and that's what Brown does. And that's, to my, to your point, uh, I would like to see um, Martin, whether it's Brogdon or it's uh, Marcus Smart in the game. I want Martin on that matchup as opposed to Tatum or or Brown. Shemitah Smolnik says in chat, the worst thing about playoff wins is G is streaming more. Uh, <laughs> no, the worst thing about playoff wins is you thinking that you can go everywhere with your shirt buttoned down like this. Like you're you're sabotaging the quality of the show. Me and Lou are distracted here. I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> this isn't hanging. I'm, I'm going on a date after the show, so you know I have to. I'm I'm prepping. After this show is the key. Yeah, yeah. After after I'm prepping. Why well, I, I want to? Yeah. Trying to seduce the audience too. What's going on? The what? <laughs> trying to seduce the audience too. We're just trying to talk ball here, man. We're just, we're just trying to talk hoops. Shout out to Ryan Spavero for the tier one sub to Nikaias Duncan. I'll, I'll unbutton a button for every sub tonight. So after this, I'll, I'll keep buttoning. Oh buttons. my goodness! Uh, I call that the reverse strip. The the I, first uh, the, the reverse the first, marketing because you're getting people to stop watching and listening. And, 
Uh, it's going to start on Twitch and on OnlyFans. Exactly. No, <laughs> that, that's the final frontier of content creation. You don't understand. That's that's we have really, a negative That's where it all ends. And you know, so just, uh, that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. That's where this project ends. All right, guys. So <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about Highsmith a little bit because he, he's a guy that I loved his minutes. In, in, in He hit mm. shots. Even when he wasn't hitting shots, um, I, I just he's so good against Celtic the, the Celtics. I mean the, the defense. He guarded everybody from Tatum to Brown to to Derek White to Brogdon, incredible helper. Just really really good in that series, and he's probably their best innings eater against Tatum, especially mm-hmm. in minutes when Tatum plays and Jimmy or Bam don't. I don't know how much more of non Jimmy Bam minutes we're gonna see this series. <laughs> Um, the guy said, "G heard Riley say if you have the guts and got inspired." <laughs> um, just funny because apparently I have gallbladder stones, so I may have guts removed, uh, quite literally. So, shout out, shout wow. out to shout out to my shitty body. But yeah, so Alex, I I don't know if Highsmith is. We talked about this a lot yesterday on the offense pod because you know he's kind of important to that part of it as well. Because I mean, is he going to be on the floor? Do they have to worry about him? Do you think he's going to be able to play enough minutes? to make a, a real impact? Or do you think he might be, do you think he's just not going to play? Or do you think he's going to be like a low minute player, maybe like early in the second, early in the, in the fourth or, or late in the third type of guy? I think he's going to have short stints to begin with. And we're going to see it go from there, evolve yeah. from there. But I definitely think Spo is going to play him just the way that it looked during the regular season. Obviously a lot has changed since then. He closed with some the of those roster. games too, Alex, though. 
Yeah, for sure. And he did a great job. And including one of the watch parties we did that I believe you were there yep. and we were just we were just hyping up uh, Highsmith and the way that he was defending these guys. Um, I think he's going to start off with short stints. Prop, maybe we see him in the lineups, you know, Kyle, Bam, no Jimmy. And we see him take on those matchups. I'm excited to see it. Um, I'm not sure how often we see it. I think him, Zeller, and Duncan, I'm, I'm interested to see the way that their minutes play out in these first couple of games because I'm not 100% sure what Spo leans into more and how this rotation plays out. Like you said, the maybe the non-Jimmy, non-Bam minutes get – minimized by a minute or two more, something like that, right? Uh, I'm not sure where that goes yet, but I think Highsmith definitely, um, you know, has a place in this series. I am kind of interested to see, like, um, do they want him more on Brown? Do they want him more on Tatum? I, I like him on Tatum just because Highsmith is, like, sneaky strong. He doesn't look, like, that muscular, but <laughs> he he's pretty strong, and he has an insane wingspan, and I just like the job he's done on stronger guys, and I think he understands how to, you know, how to not let guys leverage their size and all that. Um, and because of the wingspan, you could also make the case that he's good to put on Jalen Brown because he's yes. he won't overpower um, Highsmith with his size. And um, Highsmith can just kind of play the dribble a little bit. Even if those guys have gotten better, you know, slightly at, you know, uh, kind of reading offenses, they're, maybe you could say their handles have uh, tightened slightly. You're still going to have to play that game. And Highsmith is somebody that makes sense to do it with. And I think we're going to see it more often than not with Jimmy off the floor just to not tighten up the spacing too often because the last time they played was like in january i believe and mm -hmm. obviously just a lot has changed since then you don't say between jimmy bam love caleb like that's a lot of front Lowry. court minutes that you're already allotting no but i'm just front court minutes specifically yeah. i don't know so how many I, he's gonna I be do, able to play i do think the answer to that question is going to be something that's probably not expected i don't think all right so i think it, the the battle for the last rotation spot is between zeller and highsmith and Absolutely. I think the Heat will probably go small. And that's why I'm leaning Highsmith over Zeller. I do think they'll both play. They'll both get their chance. And obviously, you know, um, film is going to tell everything. But just, like, what Highsmith did in three games, the three games he got significant minutes, he averaged 28 minutes per game against Boston, shot 66% from three, eight for 12. If he can replicate that, he's playing 35 minutes in these playoffs against this team. Maybe it's an exaggeration. but. Yeah, getting the problem, no, or the problem, like you saw in that Nick series, like he just gets a little bit lost on offense. And will you let the man finish his stats? Sorry, <laughs> no, man. But, but yeah, to your point, on the, in the Nick series, I feel like they disregarded him and he for, for sometimes he did make him pay, other times he was just completely disregarded, man. But against Tatum this year, two for 14 with uh Highsmith as a primary defender, man, two shots made, four turnovers. Held everybody in Boston to 31.6% from the field. Absolutely shut that ish down. And had the best defensive rating on the team and the second best net rating out of everybody only to Gabe Vincent, man. He has Secret to weapon. play. He has to play. J just because I, I know, you know, G lately has been anti-zone. But particularly the 98-95 win in January, the, the tide completely shifted after Caleb picked up that second foul. They put Highsmith in the game and they started running zone. They shut the Celtics offense down with Highsmith at the top of the zone, along with Caleb. I mean, I'm sorry, not Caleb, along with Gabe. So I do think they have some more wrenches that they can throw in. And that zone specifically is going to negate the effect of no BAM, because I, I do think you, you don't want to play Highsmith with BAM at all times. I think you want love out there for spacing. Um, and I'm just, man, I'm thrilled. I, I am excited to see Highsmith play. My dad doesn't know how to say his name, but 
it is what it is, man. It's a Cuban guy. Hi, me. Schmithen says G got his titties out like he's trying to get a free kick at the wharf. Um, I thought this was a professional ball talk show. It is, but Schmithen's out here fucking fucking shit up like always. Do people still go to the wharf? Yeah, I've, I thought I've, I thought it like died out. Uh, is it still a thing? No, it's like the most basic place to go. I'm sorry for anybody that goes. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. Uh, I, got I mean, I'm not, I don't really go out like that either, so I'm definitely not an authority. On that. You know, it, 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 <laughs> it does feel like the basic place. You know what I mean? I went to space one day, and Alpha was making fun of me for going to space. I go, no, you don't understand. It's changed. It's the place again. I mean, I would have been to space. I wouldn't know. Well, they get they get good DJs, but um. I'm I'm a little I'm a little tepid on Highsmith because I just think in these kind of you got to survive and also you know in these small stints if you hit a 3 or if you hit a 3 and have a cutting layup that sometimes is enough to keep a unit alive to bring your guys back. Yes. I you know it'll, it'll probably be something like Lowry, Caleb, Highsmith, Love or something like that although I I don't yep. know. I mean you're right about the Zeller stuff. I think yeah. kind of toward the end of that Knicks series, his defense became a bit of an issue, like continually late on rotation. Love back on five? Yeah. Yeah. Zeller. Yeah. And I think just love as the five. And I think they can even go wacky and they can go like Heisman at the five if like they're just playing Grant Williams. No. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. That's so fine. like, yeah, like if, if it's the five, I'm okay with that. If like Grant Williams is like the lone five and that's going to depend on their rotation, you know, if, you know, I think you can get away with some minutes like that. Um, the lineup stuff, by the way, is kind of interesting too. I know Lou mentioned the zone. I was thinking like I, I don't expect to see a whole lot of zone. I think we might see it thrown in here and there, like, um, like Lou was it. saying when they're. You know, I'm not a big fan of it against the Celtics specifically because they can really shoot their way out of it. But I think you can be intentional in the sense of doing it when, for example, like when they have Smart and Rob Williams on the floor, right? Like you have a guy there who you're willing to let shoot. Let's but say that, Derek White is off the floor. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to go zone. No, but I'm saying if you have a lineup out there where Smart, White, and Rob Will are, are all playing, something like that, right? Where you're like, okay, we have two I guys. We're not necessarily worried about their shot. Particularly, I want zone when it's when it's one of um, Tatum or Brown on the bench. That, that's, that's what I'm campaigning for. That makes sense. I just think, like, if you have guys out there who you're necessarily not too worried about shooting anyways, you're going to have to close out hard whatever you do because of the way that you're defending. Um, zone is a way to kind of, I think, mix it in, right? Uh, you don't have to necessarily stay well, with that's it. that's how they hide players. Zeller, which is what they yeah. did against the Knicks. Which is... If you're talking about love at the five, yeah, like, yeah, I don't think it's crazy to, to think that love. either. <laughs> like I said, I think you could see it for, like, very short bursts, you know, a, a possession or two. I don't think Spoh's going to do it for three straight quarters, you know, three and a half quarters like he did in no. game two versus the Knicks, you know, when Jimmy was out, of course. But um, I think you can be intentional with some of those, you know, deciding to do that with some of those lineups that the Celtics run where you're like, Okay, we're not worried about that guy, that guy, that guy. Um, that's just kind of, you know, maybe the Celtics are feeling themselves on offense at home. Things are getting ugly. That's something you can mix in. I, I don't think we're going to so see I a ton of. See it. I think yeah. we're going to like more likely to see more like doubles, traps, blitzes than we are zone in this series. But maybe I'm wrong. So, so like if Duncan and like Love, if you have like a Duncan Love plus I don't know whatever guys, whatever remnants of of the rotation you have. I can kind of see that making sense, especially if you're not playing Zeller. Um, 
So I mean, they're gonna they're gonna go to it. I'm not a fan, but I understand. No way they do it with Jimmy and Bam on, right? I don't no. like when they do it with Jimmy and Bam on. I don't think no. there's. A I, I don't want them to. I, I want... just think it takes Jimmy out of like his best defensive like place. I agree. I, agree. I, I saw. I forgot who it was, but somebody's like the Knicks figured out that Miami does fake stunts on drives, and I'm like, <laughs> and it, it was. I was like, man, that's so true. <laughs> like it when is. Max and Gabe like stunt, it's like this is a fake. But Lowry and Jimmy. Those are for real. Like I think the only time it's real is when they do it for like a, a star player. You know what I mean? Like other times it's like fake help. When it's like the role, like an RJ Barry getting to the paint, they, they might stunt and show that fake help. I think you see that sense of urgency for like a Giannis or a Brunson. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tatum is going to see, you know, very real help, very <laughs> real <laughs> digging. And probably Jalen Brown too, because I think they're just gonna, they just want him. They're going to bet on his handle not being that great. I actually think he's a guy that they can like – and they – you know, they are going to – I think they'll get some fake ones in there. And, I mean, he's not they'll, – they'll throw backline help. So, it'll be like Love or Lowry or somebody either stripping or, or taking a charge. Max is really good at that too, whoever that low man is. I, I don't know how much – but, but for sure Tatum, I mean, they'll they'll crowd. They'll send help. I mean, Miami has been, I think, really, really good at, at where they send help all postseason. I, I thought Brunson provided a very interesting kind of aspect because he started hitting those step-back threes, which made – their defense against them really complicated because they're like, oh, well. Like, oh, you Good know, thing he did that later on because he really was not doing that. I mean, he he played awesome for the series, yeah, but yeah, most yeah. of his work yeah. was inside the arc. And then those last – at the last game and or two – It was early offense. And by the way, breeze, that's the one area that I saw that the Celtics got their best looks. It was like going quick and it's like, okay, well, if, if we're running some action – while you know we're we're still in semi transition, like any double drag that that they run, any kind of quick you know piston stuff or whatever, like you want to make sure that no one's in the right help spot, and that's especially good for Jalen, who is just like very quick. He's probably their quickest guy off the bounce, like just like point A to point B, and you know he's a good finisher. So like that's kind of one area where I think Miami has to really tighten up. Like their transition defense, I know that the numbers say it's good. Frank and I have talked about this a lot. We feel like it's kind of fake good where they just <laughs> I don't know, man. There's just like something about it that they just don't have the umph or I, I don't know how the numbers are taken. But I saw Boston get a lot of good looks off that or pushing pace and stuff like that. So which is huge for Miami to get free throws on the other end. Like that's why it's such a big Jimmy series. Like you got to make yes. sure that you're getting to the line to kind of negate that and take care of the ball, which he do take care of the ball. They're not a sloppy team by any yes. means. That that's the key. You got to force Boston into turnovers, like Alex stated, nineteen in the in the wins versus you know twelve in the Heat losses. It, it's something the Heat in this postseason they actually have the biggest turnover differential score. So like you know, really points off a of turnover. Yeah, points off a of turnovers for themselves. They're plus eight as opposed to the opponent. If if little things like that, offensive rebounding, turnovers, finishing possession with defensive rebounds, that's what's going to win them this series because. They have to, it, like, the things in between the margins is, is ultimately what's going to get them over the hump, you know? Because uh, if, if it's going to come down to shooting threes, you know, that's been a, a roller coaster this entire season. So, so we're going to be riding on the Derek White and Marcus Smart roller coaster, aren't we? I, I, yeah, but I was going to say, they who did do you last feel year comfortable? They rode the Marcus yep. Smart roller coaster last year in game seven and they almost won. Mm-hmm. That game flipped when they decided we're not guarding like Marcus. Like one of the most historic collapses. Bro. Shoes wasn't out of bounds. Continue. I'm sorry. He was not. Um, Scott Foster, damn it. Was Scott Foster officiating that game? 
I'm pretty sure he was. No way, dude. The legend continues. The extended. <laughs> the Scott Foster lore the, is actually incredible. The Scott Foster lore is fucking crazy. He's like the he's the best villain. Except for New York, he's a hero. Yeah, he's a great heel. <laughs> oh my god. He's a great He's heel. actually hilarious. That video yeah. of him and the other officials rapping in the car. Oh my god. That I don't think so I've never funny. seen that. Oh, the They were rapping Jack Harlow, right? Yeah. <laughs> Need to see it, it was it was so funny, dude. Um, Screw am, Jack Harlow for picking the Celtics. Is it, is he a Miami fan? No, Brian, but you know he did that song with Tyler Hero. Brian going maybe because Hero, Hero's out. Scott Foster did officiate Game Seven, so thank you, Brian, for that. Mm. Um, I was was it Jack Harlow that had the Instagram story that Lowry's ass with Tyler? Is, is that song, yeah. As they say. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You think with the Heat connections, that and the, the Hero song. <laughs> You would think after feeling that, you know, he would just yeah. stick with the heat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Never doubt Kyle Lowry's base. Of those Nick fans that are like, Miami's just plastic surgery and, and rental cars. And I'm like, you got us there, bud. <laughs> a, lot of, a, lot, a lot of fake butts and not owned cars around these parts. Listen, I own it. We own it, right? Well, not Hylia, but everywhere else. That's <laughs> my two Hylia yeah, brothers. Shout out to Hylia here. Shout out to Hylia. Long uh, show for that. All, all day so that's kind of i think that's kind of the base of, of where we're gonna go i you know miami obviously i think is gonna go under a ton of screens you know you kind of want to go boston shooting uh i believe they'll probably play tatum kind of depending on, on how i believe they'll start going under um can i ask you a question yeah of course so what do you think is gonna and i know i really do think we're gonna see some um mad scientists post stuff with the way that they mix in a lot of stuff and you know mm -hmm. it's easier said than done because you know sometimes it's easier to just have a base of things you feel good about you kind of have rules for this player and this player yeah. and then you have rules for the rest of the role players do you think it's going to be a thing where maybe they start off with one coverage and they they you know as their base and then they mix it up or is it just going to be kind of an equal amount of a little bit of everything right I mean, maybe it's just like, you know, for Tatum, you do this. I think it really depends on the matchups, right? So, like, if it starts off with Max guarding Tatum, like you said, we're going to see a whole lot of help. We're going to see a whole lot of aggressive defense. Whereas, like, with Jimmy, you know, maybe they leave him on the island more often than not. If another guy is helping, it's going to be at the paint, you know, on a drive, maybe if he gets past Jimmy. Um, but as far as the actual coverages, I'm not sure if they're going to stick to the, uh, the drop or if they're going to go back to switching stuff in this series when it comes to oh, their star I, players. I think they're going to switch a ton, and I think they're – and I think it's going to kind of go thing. back to it's, where – so yeah. I don't know. It, like, they've had so much success in this playoffs dropping, and, of course, things change with uh, different personnel, different matchups. But that's why I'm, I'm really interested to see what Spo leads into more or if it's just kind of an equal dosage of both because we've seen them switch a lot versus the Celtics before. Obviously, now you don't got P.J. Tucker, who was excellent for that, and you're a little bit smaller as a team. It's – but gonna, the, you're for you know, sure going to drop, but there'll be some, yeah. yeah Ranky, like, they're not that big in the sense of, like, they're not going to kill you with their size, Rob Williams yeah. and Al Horford. And it's just a great point because they're not going to post you up for the most part. Maybe Horford Offensive will. Offensive rebounding is help. where it gets dicey, which is why exactly. Miami has That's... dropped so much because they played Milwaukee and New York, who are very well, I kind of want them to keep dropping a little bit. I, I Personally, I would like them to try to drop, especially if you're going to put Gabe on somebody like, um, Brown, I, I think you can put Gabe on Tatum too. I know he's like smaller, uh, but you know, just try to make him get a little uncomfortable. Nah, that, he's gonna, he's scared. nah I hey. don't know. Cause, cause Tatum's just going to get to a spot and rise up and he can spin away from the help and shoot over. And that's just going to be like, 
he, that's where he makes his money. He'll get he'll get to the line a ton of two. Guys are going to crash into him late. I'm not so sure about that. Although in an emergency switch, they can send that help late and whatever. You, you, he takes a turnaround on the baseline with a couple of seconds on the shot clock, whatever. But then, you know, when you send that help, now you have one less guy to crash the boards. Boston's playing two bigs. You know, that's kind of where – and Marcus Smart is great at, at kind of crashing and grifting yeah. fucking loose ball I'm, fouls. I'm saying from the from the standpoint of, of in drop, Gabe is our best screen navigator. So if if it comes time, like he's he's going to force them into the drop, and I'd but rather them pull up. So if you're dropping – so like let's say they run a pick and roll and bring Bam in the action. Mm-hmm. If it's Tatum, you want – right? Like you want Bam switched on to Tatum. Like if you're Miami, that's what that's at the well, end if of you're the dropping, day. isn't it? Isn't it that you want Tatum taking a contested kind of pull up? Yeah, well, I'd rather. If you're t- Miami, yeah. you want Highsmith on Tatum, but uh, after that, you know, you want. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like instead of just out- outright switching Bam, which of course they might, and I get it. Like, yeah, of course, you're you want the. I think if you're dropping, you're you're kind of expecting Tatum to kind of flow into those little open spots and pull up there, and I think you just kind of live in, and and die with. Those shots, hoping that Bam gets a good enough contest out, and I, he's Gabe is a great screen navigator. I do think mm-hmm. it's going to be a little tough um, if he does get hit on the screen to recover because of Brown having the the size advantage and already being able to pull up over him one on one. It's going to be even easier if he you know gets an extra second or two window of time off a screen. But I do believe that Gabe can guard Jalen Brown for pockets of time throughout a game, and, no, and I think for Brown sure. and Tatum and are, are all going to see different guys guarding them tatum's a guy that that, that kind of worries me there and and obviously miami's kind of it's gonna be geared around that jimmy's gonna spend a lot of time on him as we know bam as well bam may just guard him straight up and and i think kind of it's gonna be interesting so like toward the end of game seven really i mean they played they, they played horford i'm um, sorry they played williams off the floor right and i think if you're miami the goal is to do that again you want to you know you want your best looks to be like that and that makes your defensive matchups a lot easier because then you don't have to play Love, and you can't play Caleb, or you can't play like Lowry, Gabe, Jimmy, Bam, and plus you know Caleb, Max, Duncan, whoever whoever's kind of playing well. Uh, and I think ideally you want that because if they play the two bigs, it gets it gets tough. You know you can play you can try to DHO them to death. You know now that Duncan looks good again against the drop, but suffer on defense, you suffer some size. So there's some there's it's gonna be an interesting kind of wait and, and see game. Almost better that Miami doesn't have the first home games. Because, you know, if you're the Heat, you for sure need to win those. And you have a chance to steal one on the road. There's a lot of, like, wait and see how the series go, which is funny for two teams that have played each other in the playoffs for three of the last four years. And they're, like, rivals and they have an eye on each other. But there's a lot of questions that be asked about this. And and really, it's just been a couple role guys change here and there. And it changes the entire dynamic of the series. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you're not. Yeah. I thought you had something. Who me or him? Alex. I'm interested to. I'm interested to also think like. I mean, see what you think as far as. Okay, let's say you're Spo, right? Which we know you're not. None of us are. Spo is gonna make the right decisions, but I want to know what 
So like Lou said that he, he'd probably stick to the drop as the base. I kind of feel that way too. Obviously, it depends on who is the one dropping. Like I'm not saying necessarily it's always going to be dropped with Kevin Love, for example. They'll drop yeah. like on Derek yeah. White and like Brogdon and shit. But yeah. I think like That's Tatum. What I'm saying. Like, do you want to see them? Do you want to see them have the, the, the same rules for everybody overall? What would your rules be for Tatum and Brown on the screen versus with the role players? It depends. Like if it's if it's Tatum and if it's Bam in the action, you switch. If it's Kevin, you, you kind of show hard and and recover yeah. whoever the guy is you know you pinch in the help uh if it's if, especially if you're jimmy on marcus you know you, you kind of pinch in from the wing and send that help you send the weak side guy over whether if that's lowry or, or whoever or even if it's gabe on the weak side if it's jalen you know you kind of send although see like that's the one thing i worry about if i'm miami like if they put if they put brown in the corner and then now gabe is the low man on that help so oh you know, boy you, that's that's actually like the one thing i'm not like so crazy about him guarding Jalen because Jalen's a good corner shooter is good at attacking that kind of baseline closeout and you kind of create some problems for yourself it's like oh because Gabe is like not a good like low man like that's like the Lowry special which that might be like Lowry gets a little bit more playing time in this series because like if Lowry's your low man so you saw like go bad against Atlanta because like they're fucking setting screens at the logo and you get these bigs rolling with steam and then like Kyle's like what do you want me to do this is not this is not that, right? And and really they don't have that Yeah, Tatum's not taking logo threes. They don't have that kind of pull up threat, which kind of shrinks the court if you're Miami a bit. Um, which is funny because Miami actually has some crazy well without Tyler. Uh, I mean Duncan has some of that range, but you know, it, it's a really shrinked kind of court and you can kind of play. And Miami really tries to stretch Boston out on offense. Like you'll see them set really high screens. Boston doesn't do that as much. They they empty the corner. Boss is going to do that as well, and they're going to kind of force and manipulate that help. And everybody in a series like this, when Boston has like five ball handlers or five offensive threats, everybody's a target, even if you're not in the play, because you they know who's helping and who's not, which makes it important. Well, who's screening and who's the last guy sending to help? And without PJ, that now you have one more small guy on the floor. And if it's Highsmith, now you're struggling. Now you have a, a question to answer on offense. So there's a lot of there's a lot of questions to be asked that I, I'm very interested to see the answer. Yeah, I, I have I have a question to ask you guys because because I do think this is going to be the case. I do think we're going to see like we did in against um against New York a lot of or some Lowry and Vincent minutes. Um, how do you feel about those defensively? Like, are you still sticking Vincent? perhaps on somebody like Jalen or are you going to put him on somebody like Brogdon at that point? Yeah. I mean, I'll let Alex go real quick, but I, I think, I think you want Kyle at a help spot. And I think if you can keep Gabe on okay. him, but I think you could put Caleb on, on that guy as well. Yeah. Cause, cause how I'm thinking is for a closing lineup and just off the top of my head, I feel like it's going to be maybe both of them along with Jimmy Bam and one of the, you know, Caleb or or one of the shooters, whoever has it going and is not getting picked on defensively. So so in those cases, I fully do you expect the heat to stay and drop? Do you expect them to switch? Um, theoretically speaking, with just Horford, like single big on the floor. That's a great like, question, Lou. I'm going to let Alex answer because I'm having a kidney stone movement. So, Alex, you take care of that. I'll be right back. I don't think no I've problem, ever man. done this Take in 10 years of being on the show. This is what a historic event. I'm in so much pain. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Do what you got to do. I'm sorry, Gianni. I'm sorry for laughing. There is just that caught me off guard there. Um, look, it is a good question. <laughs> Gianni's soul, like empty camera there. It's just funny right now. But 
Uh, I think it's a good question because if you if you are going to play one big like Horford, um, you could switch a whole lot of stuff. And I think we've seen the way that Spo believes in his guys to switch. But like I mentioned before, they've done so much more dropping in this playoff series that I'm really not sure where they go. I think they're going to go back to more switching versus Boston. And if it's Gabe and, and, and Kyle together, I think you can make it work a lot of times because Missoula has seemingly been more willing to play and just play these more often, these five outlooks with more guards than not, where it felt like Udoka maybe played the, the double big looks a little bit more often. I haven't checked that, so I'm not sure. But it, it's, it feels like Missoula has a real liking for these five out lineups with multiple guards. And I think, you know, that yes. makes it more of a realistic thing to have Gabe and Kyle out there for multiple bursts of time. It, it's an interesting look for sure. Um, I just think it's um, it's really going to be dependent on the matchups. And I could see it going both ways because, like G mentioned, Kyle is so good as a helper. He's not necessarily – a great screen navigator. So maybe, you know, they drop with Gabe, switch with Kyle. I don't know. Like, I'm really interested. I would say he wasn't a great see. screen navigator. I, I think he's a little bit I, slower on the uptake nowadays. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not who he was before. He can do it. And I think he's locked in. You know, real season Kyle is a thing. I hope you're feeling right, G. But, um, yeah. yeah. For real. That's the I one think, thing that's been crazy to me, Alex. The fan base has turned on him so fast. Have you noticed? Well, well, they I wanted that man in fat right camp now. and Alcatraz, and now yeah, it's like we. I see people in the chat are like, Can "We should we start Kyle?" It's like you know, get Gabe out of I my think life. Fair question. I I don't think that's gonna happen right now, but I think like he's been that good, and I in a series like this where everything is gonna be about attention to detail on both ends of the floor and kind of you know executing at a really really high level. Kyle is somebody who would make sense to start on on both ends of the floor, especially if they're gonna be dropping. I think there are pockets where he still can kind of rev it up as far as the pull-up shooting. Like he, he's shown more of an ability to do that. He's kind of mixed in the mid-range looks, which by the way, the Celtics give up the second most mid-range Kyle's uh, looks turnaround in the, league. in the lane. He has well, a turnaround, but now he's snaking pick and rolls like Chris yeah. Paul. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's like bothered priming it. I'm like, whoa, we're back, baby. Yeah. So he has that. And, and I think there's still more that he can do as a pull-up shooter from three. Not that it has to be the first option or anything like that, but if they're going to be, you know, dropping and there's going to be a whole lot of Kyle Bam um, pick and roll action. That's been like a big part of their, their offense specifically when Jimmy's off the floor as well. I think there's going to be pockets for Kyle to attack there. It makes sense to, to there's a case to start him. I don't Not, think we're going to see that in game one. I don't want to focus too much on offense, but the one thing I'll say is that without, without Tyler, you need that second ball handler on the bench, and I think that that's why that's going to stay that way. If, yes, if because last year Tyler was on the bench and he kind of ran, he kind of had the the ball handling chops to do that. Really, if you remove Kyle from that second unit, I do think it falls apart, and I think everyone's minute loader. I think they're just used to this rotation, and I don't see I don't see them there to be a need for that. I think I think Larry on the bench is perfect. I don't see why they would change that. I think they should, if anything, give him more minutes. But again, like. It also For kind years. of forces Jimmy to get going early, and I think that's yes. why he has so many hot starts because it, he it forces him to kind of be the primary creator, and it lets Gabe kind of feel the matchup out, which I think it's important because like he is a ball handler, he's a pull up threat. Again, not to focus too much on offense here, but you know that's kind of where we're at. So, boys, final thoughts on defense. I think we kind of covered. I think most of it here. I think we pretty airtight. I don't know if there's anything you guys wanted to add. Duncan, we didn't talk much about him. He'll he'll see some Oof. minutes. He's a guy that they're going to target. He's going to have to survive. I think he's important survive. for the series. Yeah, that was that was the word I was going to. He just they're, has to. I think in his mindset, play zone. I mean, they're going to send help. 
on the on the strong and weak side, whatever it takes to protect that man. He has six fouls to use. Um, use him. Um, I don't mind him taking a hard foul. It's if it's a layup. Uh, the ticky tack ones are the ones that are annoying when they're not even near the basket. So yes, you know, kind of. Yeah, he's too handy. I think he's actually been like pretty solid defensively in the playoffs. I mean, obviously he's not been good, but I think he's like about what he was in 2020, which is better because I mean he's take he's kind of taking a step back. Um, he stripped somebody at the three point line last I know. series. I think he's, it was RJ. I've somebody. never in my never had, in my life he's had a, have I seen Duncan Robinson do the, that. The John Wall. I, uh, I never ever seen you. Like I this. never ever seen. So he, I, he's. His defensive rating is actually very good, shocking, that's, uh, compared that's to the rest of the team. Th- and I think yeah, that's because yeah, those units force a lot of turnovers. Yes. Um, which I don't know if th- – so, like, Coop talked a lot about, like, them forcing turnovers on Boston and that being, like, super key. This defense without Oladipo, and they just don't play the same kind of aggressive defense that they played the first half of the year. It has taken a step back. They are playing more conservative. They do play more drop. They don't switch as much. They don't swarm the ball handler super high up. They they swarm them late, not early. So they get they get turnovers by strips and being annoying. I don't know if that's like sustainable life force. That's like timely aggressive defense, even if it's not as much as the first half, which I I like what they've shifted into. I think we're going to see some of that stuff come back here and there. I think we're going to see it with Tatum, especially if he's got a mismatch on him. If it's not Jimmy Butler. He's got somebody who, you know, Tatum is going to really like that Max Struess matchup if that's the case. And I totally understand where you're coming from as far as having, you know, Jimmy as the roamer instead. But, man, like you're going to have to be there. You're going to have to be there. And I think, like you said, it's going to be a, it's going to be timely help as opposed to, you know, right from the top when he gets the ball. But I think you might see a little bit of that, too. Like you might see some outright blitzing. We haven't seen it in a little bit. I, I, I don't know. I think this might be the series for Spo to bring that stuff out just to not get Tatum and Brown seeing the same kinds of looks all the time. And I, I am kind of hoping for that because I think Spo can really do some fun stuff there when he starts to really mix it up. And this feels like the perfect matchup to do it against because there, there is no answer, like easy answer, quick solution that's going to solve all your problem, problems on both ends of the floor. And defensively, I think it makes a lot of sense to throw in all this stuff you've been working on throughout the season and mix in a little bit of everything. It's going to be complicated. Um, it's going to be an interesting kind of series. I'm I am so pumped for whatever uh, we have in store kind of coming up tomorrow on Wednesday. I want to ask you guys predictions. We gave our predictions uh, last time. Alex, do you not want to do predictions? I will, I, I will never force somebody to do predictions. Huh? Thanks for listening. We did it on five on the I, floor. Already. I don't. Okay, Alex, I've been passing fucking kidney stones. I'm not out here. Okay, okay, okay. I'm okay, not okay, out here fucking rolling don't start in pain. With that. Being okay, like, you what is Ethan Skolnick saying? Oh. Ah, ah. Ethan, Ethan <laughs> isn't he the one? Ah, Leif, talk to me, Leif. Brady. G, you're cultured up for continuing the show after that, for sure. I, I, I really. You know, give you credit for that, I'm but don't so don't start with that. Well, we know for a fact you haven't listened to Five on the Floor for the last four years. I'm okay? gonna be As- honest with you, I tend to not listen to other Heat podcasts because I don't want to be accused of stealing people's takes, and that's just the yes. truth. No, no, be real about it. I am you don't listen to other it. podcasts because you only like your own takes. That's not true because I ask Boom. you and I ask you all the time what you think, and we talk all the time. That's not fair. Same with Leif. And so listen to the damn show then. How about that? I don't want to steal your takes. <laughs> I also like like other things too. Like 
I like Super Smash Brothers Melee, and I like listening to Radio Melee and waiting for game. You're like too good for Zach Lowe now, too. I don't. I mean, but you're Zach the obvious supremacist. That... I love Zach Lowe. I'm sick of so. Jimmy Butler has 56 against Milwaukee, and the whole conversation is, oh, my God, the collapse by Milwaukee. Jason Tatum has 51 against the Sixers. Oh, my God, an all-time performance from Jason Tatum. Oh, yeah. And I go, it's like what last the, year. what's going on it's here? like last year when the Celtics were, quote-unquote, beating themselves in the conference finals with all the turnovers mm -hmm. and their losses. It was just them beating themselves. It wasn't a product of any sort of de defense or just so, personnel so scheme, none of that. Nobody likes, nobody likes the Heat. I, that's that's all everybody ever says. Is, you know what's funny? It's never us beating them. I it's have, them beating themselves. I have a relative who, you know, he, you know, he, he's special needs, and he's not like online or anything. And one day, the other day, he asked me, "Hey, is it just me or do like do all like the people on TV hate the Heat?" And I was like, "Thank you." Somebody who's disconnected from the discourse came to this conclusion on his own, and I'm like, "I love you. Thank you for saying that." Thank it's you. always platitudes with the heat. It's so weird. Everybody, it's, like, everybody. it's just so weird, dude. It's so weird. You don't like, want to play them, but once they get far enough, it's like, ah, Cinderella, I think they're like, out of here. You know what's oddly? Bill Simmons is we, like one of the few that respects the heat. It's like, what a world do we live in? We've turned into the Spurs. <laughs> like how it. how everybody viewed the Spurs back then. No, like, we're the Spurs. Oh, boring Spo team. Spurs is the less more respect of it. Yeah, suppose they, they had more respect though. for the Spurs, but they never talked about them. All yeah, right, that's, that's 100 percent true. Let's get to predictions, boys. Alex, Oof. if you don't want to give your prediction because you want to promote your pod, that's totally fine. We already did it on the pod, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, I said Heat in six. I wow. just didn't say it with a lot of confidence. Sedano. I didn't say it with a lot of confidence because I really do think it depends on Jimmy being healthy. And you I heard Bobby you are I heard your gutless Celtics pick. I, I don't blame you because of you losing your guts, uh, literally. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, you know, it's a result of that more than anything. Really, I do think um, Jimmy's ankle is the number one most important thing. And secondly, the three-point shooting. Like, I know it's just been talked about to death, but really you can't have those stinkers against the Celtics. And more than that, you're going to be giving up a whole lot of them. That's the way that they defend. The Celtics, uh, you know, took them at a high level all season at a high rate and hit them at a high level, I should say. So it's going to be about that game. And can you really close the gap there? Because you're going to be giving up a whole lot and, they're going to give you some. You have to make enough. You don't have to necessarily beat them. I just think you cannot get destroyed in that, um, you know, aspect of the game. And, and we, we saw that throughout the season. And I think those are kind of the most two important things. And then the turnovers from there, out execute them, stick to your principles and just kind of hope and pray that everything goes right and that Jimmy's feeling good. Lou. Oof, man. I hate I hate doing predictions sometimes. I like doing them, but I, I don't I like hate it either. I, I fucking hate it. All right. So so realistically, like just speaking off like obviously the rosters, uh -oh. I think the Celtics should win this series. Uh -oh. I don't think that's a bad take. Um, but the heart like man, the heart brain bro, versus heart, right? Yeah, bro. So the, the heart says heat in six as well. Um, the brain says Celtics in six, but it is what it is. I, I think the the pathway to that is Spo gets you a game, Jimmy gets you a game. Bam gets you a game, and everyone else gets and you. And some game. random shooting gets you a game. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's that. Like Duncan, everyone Max, else is somebody category. gets hot. Yeah, yeah. So where's the, the Heisman the game? Oh, uh, he's he's part of everyone else, man. Every he, game he, he doesn't deserve his own Every name. Game. <laughs> he hasn't Every played game. that much. Jimmy only gets you one game. I, no, no. Spo has to get you one. Jimmy has to get you one. Bam has to get you one. Everyone else has to get you. One. That's just my opinion. The Heat, the best 
um, they shot against the Knicks and a win was 33%. The worst they shot against Milwaukee in a win was 38%. That's the worst. It has to be closer to that Milwaukee shooting yeah. than to the Knicks shooting. Because if stat. not, say it, that again. Say that again for those who were not. Oh man, listen. Say it again. I'm the stack guy, guys. I, I love, love that. That's a great stat. So the best the Heat shot against the Knicks in a game they won was 33.3 percent. They did it twice, and the worst they shot against the Bucks was 37.8 percent. So it's almost a five percent difference. They need closer to the the shooting they got against Milwaukee as opposed to the shooting they got against the Knicks because if not then look at that tune into pregame that's, that's information heat in six is what my heart says oh let's go my brain. is that is that what you're going with yeah yeah heat in six heat in six a lot of people are DMing I, me asking me to sage the arena they haven't lost at home yet guys i'm not saging when nothing's gone go. wrong i've saged after bad moments i say you, you tell me your record with the eastern conference finals last year with the saging I sage, I sage during the conference finals and they lost. When during the conference finals? I sage before game five. Game three? Oof. That's rough. Mm. No, One I, and two. I, yeah, game five. And they lost One game and five. Two. And then everyone called they me lost. a fraud and everybody made fun of me and everybody was really mean to me on the internet. And I was like, I'm never saying They lost three, again. five, and seven all at home. Yeah. That was yeah. the biggest, you know, I, I, I mentioned it all the I time. I didn't think I had to sage. I got to be honest with you, home. Alex. I The saging is like a feel thing. I didn't think I had to. I saged before a game against Philly, and they won because I felt like they needed it. Against the Celtics, I was like, I don't know. I think it's too close. I, I, I don't know. So I don't think I have to. If I feel like the vibes are off, they have to lose at home. Okay. If they just, lose at home and it looks and feels bad, lady, I may do it. And I got to yeah, talk to my energy lady. lady. She, like, he has her on speed, though. She's have, on the favorites. I have an energy lady, dog. I haven't. I, listen, she's in Buena Vista. She's in Buena Vista. She's she got us covered. She's a lifer. Hey, Shabon is a lifer, huh? Shabon is a lifer. Shabon is not in Buena Vista. Although I wish she was. It'd be so cool. We could hang out. <laughs> I just have it in my head every time that she's like the one advising you and consulting you. No, I I, I have a legit energy lady that I go to and and I ask her questions and uh, she has no idea what the heat are. No. Nah. But Wait, she got so the vibe. She thinks right? it's like a rec basketball league or something. <laughs> what do you ask her? I want to know. I just I kind of go and I be like, school. okay, so you know, I I do say it's basketball, and uh, I said it's it's the heat, and I don't think she knew what that meant. I think she thought like it meant like outside, like it was hot weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I yeah I don't think she's a totally she. I think she's new in town, not totally familiar with stuff. Uh, she's from Colombia, and uh, no, I just I'd be like, you know, how how do you feel the vibes are here? You know, in downtown. <laughs> And and she kind of gives me, you know, we, we just kind of converse. It, it's a, it's not like I wish I didn't ask you because it's not like a direct like question answer type thing. It's more of a, it's more of like a conversation that we come to a conclusion. I'm just and, imagining this in my head. And it's amazing. I'm like, usually holding a latte when this happens because it's a coffee place I like around there. This is oh, so okay. ridiculous, man. Yeah, no, it's great. And then I as long as you play your part, and you know, if the vibes get off at some point, and yeah. you know, you're gonna have to power through what you're I going do, to. I do what I have to. I don't live in Kendall. I live in South Miami, baby. I'm upgraded. I got to oh, fix my, my take then. Spo gets you a game. Butler gets you a game. Bam gets you a game. The energy lady gets you a game. Let's go, baby. <laughs> they got to put her on the float. They got to they gotta put her on the float. Bring her on the pod. Put her on the pod. That would be, that'd that'd be pod. good content. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he beat episode 500 with the energy lady. Episode 478, guys. Anniversary. 
next week. We're getting close the to 23rd. that 10-year anniversary day, folks. We're getting close to episode 500. We've been around a long time when Sedano was on, and we talked about would you rather be the Sixers. He said, you guys have been annoying me for seven years. And I go, George, seven years is a long time. Are you bringing him on for the anniversary? Uh, we are planning fun stuff for the anniversary, so stay tuned for that. Mm, be I, I'm just trying to do my job. And I believe it's on the 23rd. Good. I believe it's on the 23rd of May, yeah. so stay tuned for MHB's 10-year anniversary. I have to ask him a certain pressing question. Which I believe that Christian Hernandez um, is going to the game that day when I specifically asked him not to. Because so, <laughs> Christian lives to the, he lives to the beat of his own drum. So, is he the one that signs the checks here? What are you telling him to do? I know. For? Listen, Christian can do whatever he wants, bro. I, I, I <laughs> our overlord, Christian Hernandez. So you know he could do what he wants. Um, the secret overlord. Yeah. Well, who Brian, broke Twitter for a couple of days after the whole verification thing? That was so funny. <laughs> oh my god! I, the I was getting questions from like my employers who were like, "Are you really quitting Heat Beat?" And I was like, "No," because Christian went on as Barry saying that I quit Heat Beat. Oh my god, that was so funny. Which is I mean, so just... funny that Barry Jackson would ever report on that. <laughs> no, because he does the like part of like his article. Does Barry know who we are, Alex? There's no way Barry knows who we are. And Barry's been on the I... show. He probably knows what he is as an entity. I don't think individual individually now. Yeah. But he does have like an in his articles, he reports on like media things that are happening. Like I remember when, you know, the Levitard show was leaving ESPN and going yeah, to the yeah. DraftKings network. He was on top but of that. But he's, he's not reporting Alf leaving five reasons. No, that's why it's funny. Because it kind of, you know what I mean? It would be hilarious if, if he just, if he did that. Barry Stuck. Jackson is a legend, man. I love Barry. Barry's great. I love him. Barry gets into a trilly. I'm like, don't, don't get into a trilly, Barry. Just don't. That's a losing battle for you. He's so, uh, like, he's very pleasant to be around when it comes to, you know, media members. Like, he's always smiling, even though I don't necessarily speak to him, but he's very smiley in general. He seems like a pleasant guy to be around. He's, listen, a lot of the media is pleasant. I eat this pleasant. <laughs> Iris pleasant. I Ethan's pleasant. Anthony. <laughs> he said Ethan twice. I know. I meant to say Anthony. I love Anthony Chang. Anthony Chang is one of the cool. Wow. Shots fired at Brady Hawk. You heard it here first. I, I've only met Brady <laughs> once or twice, and I've never been a I've never covered a game with Brady. I think you're very pleasant, mm -hmm. Alex. It's a smile. Holding people accountable. Uh, Brian's trying to get me in trouble in chat. I know how you talk when I'm not here, man. Don't talk to me nice. Oh, what? You show. think I'm slandering the fuck out of you? That's Alf. Yeah, I see this. I watch every show. Unlike you. I, Alf I see kills that. you, dog. Alf kills you. I, I saw Moose after last time uh, when I was trying to hop on at the same time as Birdie. I mean, that was that was on my, that was my fault. That, that was, was so fault. funny. Let me tell you something. The last hangover time was an all-time performance for Moose. Yeah, technical foul. The I Scott need Foster bit was, it was. I, I thought I Brass was going to do Scott Foster. The Moose thing caught me off guard. He did a great job though. No, Moose, Moose. It's funny because we wanted Joey to do it, but Joey was Joey was uh, doing a, a long drive at the time, and Moose just fucking stepped up and killed it. I mean, Joey's Steve Nash is is one of my favorite Hangover Time interviews. Oh man, it's a callback. And the doc, my favorite is still the Doc Rivers. The Doc, the Doc Rivers at the club, which maybe we may, we may get a, we may, we may ask Doc what's going on. We may get, a, we may need an update from Doc Rivers on hangover I heard he's going to Taiwan tomorrow. with Dwight Howard. Lord, I hope they win. Uh, Lord, I hope they win because hangover time is going to be so fucking funny, uh, with all that shit that's going on. So I'd love to see that people. We got you tomorrow. Pre pre gaming, Frankie, Lou, me, Hangover time, the crew. 
And you know what it is. Pods every day from here on out, except the weekends. Love you. Heat in five, we hope. Even though nobody picked that, but got it. Uh, and yeah, man. So enjoy, enjoy the Eastern Conference Finals. We are happy to cover yet another year, 10 years. And we started off, our first episode was the buzzer beater that LeBron hit on Indiana in game one of the conference finals. Look, we're back here 10 years later. Same exact place, baby. Love it. Covered a lot of shit from championships to Dion Waiters. Just tons of shit that we've gone through. To Hassan Whiteside. To Hassan Whiteside, to Rodney Magruder, the scavenger who was on the show, who was very nice. To Bam, talking about playing Fortnite, not me not knowing what Fortnite is. To Solomon Hill, to all sorts of fun stuff. <laughs> About 10 years. Solomon so. Hill. Oh, listen, it's, uh, it's so stay, stay tuned. Stay t- we may get a Solomon Hill anime update coming up. Oh, me interviewing <laughs> Tyler Johnson after our beef, which I'm pretty sure Tyler Johnson had no idea who I was. Um, all that good stuff. So shout out to 10 years. Shout out to chat and everybody. And we'll see you tomorrow for pregame and postgame coverage.